0: you me on. Turn me to your
1: And welcome to the Bedpost Podcast I, of course, am your host, Erin Pym And what I like to do here on the pod Is bring fun and sexy guests into the studio To have in-depth conversations about sex and sexuality This is someone that I've definitely seen around town in sex positive circles, and I'm very excited to finally sit down with them and have a lovely conversation. So without further ado, please welcome to the mic burlesque dancer Mocha Love. Hello. Hello. Thanks
0: for inviting me.
1: Oh, my absolute pleasure. Thank you for, um, I think you commented on maybe an Instagram post or something that said, oh, I would or something. What did you say? Yeah. Maybe, maybe just comment it And then I was like, well, you could be on it too. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you uh, introduce yourselves to the class?
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, my name in the, I guess, six positive kink circles is Mocha. Yeah. Um, my birth last name is Mocha Love, so you're welcome to call me that if you see me around town. <laughs> um, wow, my story is long, so
1: <laughs> oh, let's yes, let's get into. <laughs> but I'll do a brief
0: intro. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I've always I've always been uh, interested in dance, and uh, I. I was trained in music because I grew up in a very conservative family, and actually the music helped me a lot, so um, here I am, I am 48 now, and I am taking off my clothes and enjoying it. <laughs> <That's> amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you said to me that um, you we were talking a bit about your dance background and burlesque, um, and that this, because of your conservative background, it was very much tied to you embracing like sexual freedom and empowerment. Can you tell me a bit about uh, your story and how that has led you to burlesque and other forms of self-expression in that way?
0: Yes, I'm from a very conservative Christian background. My mom actually uh, for a short time was was raised by a minister which is her great-aunt Wow. So, she grew up in a time where she was not allowed to wear pants, um, and uh, there was a lot of restrictions. She couldn't play with, like, playing cards and a lot of uh, things that had to do with modesty. And, um, of course, some of that was passed on to me, and um, I was born in Canada, my parents are from from the Caribbean, and so there was... Quite a bit of a culture clash, and I, I sort of lived in both worlds, <laughs> yeah. and I, I, hit a lot of, a lot of, uh, my exploration, um, from my family based on, my background and growing up with a lot of shame and sexual shame, um, but then coming full circle and realizing actually my cultural background, um, there's a lot of dance and there's a lot of, uh, celebration when it comes to the body, when I dug f- uh, further enough. So now I'm kind of bringing a lot of that together. And it's very liberating.
1: I love that, I can imagine. I also uh, was raised, um, I mean, my my great aunt was not a minister. However, I was raised Catholic as well. and went all through catholic schooling so it's just like from a very young age indoctrinated (laughs) you know and just exposed to so much uh religious uh script you know from very early and all throughout school even though my family wasn't super super religious you know just being thrown in the catholic school system it was like all of these things that you kind of mentioned about like just your instinct surrounding your body is shame. Mm-hmm. Uh, your instinct surrounding sex is that it's bad. Um, so I very much, I very much feel you on that. I, I also came into my kind of sexual, you know, um, f- freeness perhaps um, quite late. Um, I'm about 40 at this point, but yeah, I was like, I'm at one point, you know, maybe I was around 30 ish or something like that. I was like, fuck all this, you know, I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to take it back.
0: Yeah. The awakening is usually quite abrupt and (laughs) shocking. (laughs) Because you know, I have my old friends and my new friends, I have, I, I even worked in a Christian store for a few years. And that was a good experience actually, yeah. but I have a lot of friends who are ministers and missionaries and I have pagan friends and Wiccan friends and I got friends from all over the place and um, it gets quite interesting, <laughs> the conversations and learning to respect each other's space.
1: I can imagine. How do you kind of manage having one foot in both of those worlds?
0: Well, I at one point I I had to make a decision, and I I left the job at the Christian store because I didn't want there to be a conflict of interest. And I was doing some art modeling, and my friend asked me to be part of a photo series where I'm holding a mannequin and I'm not wearing clothes. Um, and the series uh, went viral, and um, when I quit the job I, I told her, I'm ready, I'm ready to do this. And I just I just fully embraced uh um art and photography and uh then a few a couple of years later, um I decided to pursue burlesque dancing. Um after being told by quite a few people that you should do this <laughs> you know you kinda <laughs> have it. And, um, I I mean, I was a clubber, I I've think I was clubbing for, you know, the Toronto scene for a couple of decades at least, yeah, yeah. so um, that never left to me, and uh, I, I like to see people having fun, I love to see people um, being comfortable in them, with themselves and with their body, no matter the, the size, the shape, the color, anything, like, I just love to see people enjoying themselves and I found that burlesque uh, dancing was a great way to um, bring body positivity uh, together um, with art and music and everything that I love. So I totally enjoy it and people come up to me, sometimes sometimes they're crying and they're saying, thank you for doing this because I'm a big girl, you know, with big boobs and I'm older and I got gray hair and then I'm like just shaking it and loving it and they yeah. are like, what, what am I worried about? Why am I worried about my body? And um, I, I'm always mindful of that wherever I go um, to let people see that it's okay to be yourself and it really does, um, inspire people and helps it helps them with their confidence. So yeah. It's definitely part of my life path, <laughs> for sure.
1: Uh, I love that. Did you, uh, did you at some point experience shame with your body? Like have a, Absolutely. a poor, yeah?
0: Yeah, uh, unfortunately um, I was body shamed pretty much most of my life. Yeah. <laughs> I was a chubby kid, so when I turned eight, it was chubby. It was so cute then. Aww, realized. I didn't realize. <laughs> I was chubby. I had the glasses though, so I had not really look. So there's some some pictures of me that nobody will ever see on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> was this in between stage. It was like, oh my goodness, no. <laughs> <laughs> no one will ever see those because because I just remember how horrible I felt, um, you know, when people were teasing me and stuff like yeah, that. It was yeah. Just yeah. A, it, it stays with you and um, oh, I
1: got teased as well so yes yeah, um, I it, I had so the big deep. glasses yeah like you and carry I... it with you don't you like I yeah. had the terrible haircut I had the acne I had the glasses and I mm-hmm. had very very badly stained teeth actually from yeah, uh, right. a hel- a health thing that I had so um yeah yeah it di- it's lingers it
0: lingers it stuff really people does. said yeah like to this day I don't like wearing glasses I I most of the time, when I'm doing a selfie, I take my glasses off. It's, yeah. it's that deep, yeah. <laughs> you know, but um, I'm noticing a lot of people wearing really funky glasses. So I, you know, my my rocking a little bit, my like, glasses a bit, yeah. Um, but yeah, I was body shamed, and um, I had to do a lot of inner work, yeah. like constantly, constantly, um, that I'm okay. I mean, I was teased for my dark skin. I was teased because I was fat. Glasses. I was shy, <laughs> I was like, hashtag nerd, right? And I, in every way, yeah. you know, I was good in school, I never got in trouble, you know. So, um, I had to look within, um, and for some reason I, uh, I figured it out, And I knew I was okay. I knew nothing was wrong with me, with my skin, with my hair, with my size. Something was wrong with the clothing industry.
1: (laughs) Wow. At what age did you realize that? Because that's quite a... Very young. I was uh, angry. (laughs) Because that's an amazing realization for a young person to have.
0: Yeah. I was was angry in kindergarten when they didn't have uh, flesh color in my my skin tone. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. I was like, perfect. That's not my flesh color, so I was I was very aware for some reason, yeah. of, you know, needing to to uh, belong. Yeah, know? feeling and, othered. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, growing up here, uh, my mom, a wonderful mom who just turned eighty, um, she didn't have a very strong Caribbean accent, so I picked up the accent of the. That I, you know, that I grew up in, Canada. So I sounded like a little white kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when I went into stores, you know, I'm asking for a popsicle or how much it is or whatever, or chips, and, and the storekeepers would stare at me and do a double take. <laughs> you know, like, is that voice coming from that little black girl? You know? And that happened till I would say well into my uh, teens, 20s. So, yeah, I was always made aware that i didn't quite belong type of thing um and uh, so that could make someone either very insecure or the opposite
1: yes yes and i
0: have this little rebel streak in me that was like hey something's wrong with you not me <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and, and and i belong here and, and i'm okay so for some reason i turned it into a positive and uh
1: I love yeah. that. It's like that na- yeah. nature versus nurture thing. It's, right. it's like, you know, your environment uh, can influence you uh, mm-hmm. o- only so much, you know, mm-hmm. and then you and your personality take over and, you know, react to the environment in whatever way your personality is going to react to it, you know, in your case, to rebel against it. Um, yeah. So that, that says a lot about your, like, feistiness,
0: you know. Mm-hmm. and I think that it, it says something about uh, my friends, my little friends that I grew up with I, I moved when I was about 8 which was, which was heartbreaking oh, but yeah. I had these little friends and I believe they were mostly white And from what I see in my, my kindergarten pictures and stuff and they they didn't other me they included me so they never made me feel like I was different and I think that foundation in the beginning also helped as well. So when I moved away and people started singling me out, I was like, what's wrong, you know? Yeah. So it's really important, uh, yeah. The power of allies. And, mm-hmm, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: So when did you start to kind of bloom as far as shedding a lot of the shame and kind of embracing your body more, maybe when you were a little older? as an adult?
0: Um, The body part, that stuff, that was sort of like a progressive thing where I used to wear baggy clothes for a long time um, because I I had a huge breast and I I had a reduction actually and they're still pretty big. (laughs) Well, 16 (laughs) 16 years later. (laughs) Um, So I got attention all the time from men, and and uh, usually older men, um, and it wasn't until I had a reduction that I wasn't getting attention for a couple of years, I didn't realize it was the breast. <laughs> I just thought, oh you're getting older, no one's paying attention to you, and then one day I looked down and I was like, oh it's the boobs, <laughs> I love how you didn't, that didn't click for you, I was close, right? I didn't think it was my breasts. And they're like, oh, yeah, it, the power.
1: <laughs> oh, the power. <laughs> the titty power, yep. The titty power.
0: <laughs> right. um, so, yeah, I used to hide for. I used to hide my, my curves. I didn't want to be noticed because I was getting way too much attention way too soon.
1: Yeah, like over-sexualized. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I was like, don't
0: look at me. Don't do nothing, you know? So I would hide in books and... Not give eye contact with people um, because I was, just, I was just getting attention like all the time and I didn't want it. Yeah. Um, I would say, I mean, also through clubbing, I, you know, expressing my body and going to Calypso clubs and stuff like that, that helped me to embrace sensuality a lot. Yeah. Um, I had children, I actually had two children really young and two older. And um I was focused on mommy mode for a long time and then I would say not till like my I had a phase in my late thirties where I just started to be like, I'm gonna be sexy and it's okay. Yeah, yeah. You know? I can wear a little bit low cut and say, Oh like, well, mom's not watching me now I can do this <laughs> <laughs> You know. Yeah, I've always put mommy's eyes on me. You know, it's like, oh, you know, you can't wear that because you know you're, that's not decent. You know, right, so right, right. Um, yeah, I started being okay with showing my legs, showing my curves. I'm not, still not, still not good at flirting. <laughs> 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 I'm still nerdy there, but um, just engaging more.
1: Yeah, yeah. Where did you source that, like the strength to be like? shedding your maybe your past um, body body negativity your conservative upbringing like where did you source that strength to be like no longer
0: oh well there's a lot of things uh, I spent quite a few years alone um, on purpose after some you know bad relationships and stuff um, I did a lot of self-help. Uh, um, read a lot of books um, spend a lot of time with myself um, just being kind to myself and I mean I don't know if I could say exactly where it came from but um, I guess I learned that I didn't need validation from other people because sometimes people are so harsh and so mean anyway um, I learned to not depend on the validation of others um, to to love myself, embrace myself. Um, it, I mean, it could be part of my personality too. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, I, I've been like this for a very long time. Um, uh, it's a cons- uh, you gotta make the conscious choice. Had to make the conscious choice all the time because yeah. uh, I know a lot of people experience a lot of negative self-talk also um, the images uh, that we receive all the time and I'm a huge uh, social media uh, uh, consumer <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on there a lot so I, I get a lot of messages and I have to learn how to filter it out um, yeah just seeing what's the truth and what's a lie um It's not not easy. No. Yeah. yeah. It's not easy. Yeah. Um, Because we're constantly told this, you're not good enough, you need this, or you're you're not this until you have that. (laughs) Yes. So.
1: That's a lifelong journey, all that stuff. Yeah. Working on all that stuff. And especially, you know, things pop up, like you said, social media all the time, if you're scrolling, you know, Mm -hmm. and you'll get some negative kind of messaging surrounding body stuff it's like that that stuff can really send you back you know send you back to those moments when you were you know bullied teased shamed all of that kind of stuff so it's like it's something Mm -hmm. that like you said conscious choice every day i think that was a really i think people will really connect with that that you you know it won't just go away no you know
0: it doesn't just you know
1: never, never say never, of course. Like maybe yeah. maybe. Who knows? I'm I You'd still be better think. at it. <laughs> who knows? You certainly cope yeah, you, you um learn yeah, you learn how to filter out the the haters, the bullshit, mm-hmm. the the mm-hmm. lies, the negative messaging, um, a little better and you learn how to cope with these feelings better. Um And you know more about yourself, so you can kind of fine-tune it a little better. But all that stuff, man, isn't it crazy when you think of, like, the shit literal kids said to you in Mm -hmm. primary school or whatever? Yeah. You literally will still you might carry that shit till the
0: day you die <laughs> like
1: isn't that wild if we so had silly. that perspective as young people mm. um you know surrounding kindness to our peers um and acrimony you know among women and all this stuff like imagine if you had that perspective it's like girls can be cruel <laughs> yeah man yeah And, like, not only in the moment, but, like, literally 50
0: years later, (laughs) you might still
1: be thinking about it. (laughs) Oh, my God. I know.
0: I know. It's it's outrageous. It's outrageous.
1: It really is. Oh, my goodness. So how in... tell me in what way then you entering like the burlesque community and getting on stage and really just like embracing your sexuality and body positivity in a very public way um tell me how that was like the next phase of this journey for you
0: yeah well after uh, a few years of, of being by myself i was celibate for a few years because mm-hmm. um, i i was just I was just too angry to be dealing with humans. (laughs) Fair. Fair. (laughs) And I I have no problem telling that to people. It's like, I I, I was damaged, and I didn't want to damage anyone else, and I took some time off. And then uh, a few of my friends are like, you need to go and get laid. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it was an intervention.
1: Yeah, those are some good friends, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and, and I was like,
0: okay <laughs> <laughs> so i went over to the states um, hung out with some friends i messed up with this guy but it didn't turn out to be a very good situation mm-hmm. but um that was the beginning and then um i started going to lifestyle clubs mm-hmm. uh, so i went to um m4 first for about six months and then People kept telling me about Oasis, and Oasis is uh, actually much closer to me—about half an hour uh, traveling on transit. I started going there, and it was—and still is—fantastic for me. I've I've gained a whole family of community of amazing people, um, and. And that's yeah. huge. Yeah. Community yeah. is huge. Yeah, huge community. I, I am friends with several people from there. And it's hugely and impactful yeah. to have community. Absolutely. Right? Like um, I wanted to. I've been mean, learning about kink for decades, but I. I was in like, um, kink chat rooms and stuff for decades, but never going to munches. Yeah, yeah. Um, I knew I was. A dong, but I, I didn't really get to experiment with people because some of my partners weren't very open to that. So all the things that I wanted to try and do, or most of them, um, there's still a list, <laughs> um, I was able to do, either to do it or to watch it, experience it, talk about it, and it's it's been wonderful for me. It's not 100% positive, but it's like 98% positive. <laughs> you know, it's mostly good. Yeah. And... Um, I am just I'm so much I'm so much better off in so many ways because of it Um, Yeah,
1: I think for people who are interested in like You know really getting into kink. I think Exactly how you're saying about kind of being immersed in Mm -hmm. In knowledge, you know read books listen to podcasts get in that community reach out to people talk about it You know what I mean? Um, yeah, go to that, workshops. Go, to, yeah, learn. Go to workshops. Sit in a dungeon. You watch, know. watch scenes. Yeah, you don't have to take part. Go to Oasis and just hang out and see what's going on. Respectfully taking the environment, mm-hmm. you know, that can do a mm-hmm. lot for, um, you know, uh, accelerating your thinking on a lot of this stuff and normalizing and learn and the learning curve, obviously, like
0: yeah I'm yeah. I'm a huge observer I uh, I mean you've probably seen me sitting around watching people <laughs> Poss- possibly I've, I've seen you do some some uh, different things uh, uh, demonstrations and stuff but um, yeah, I spent so much time just watching and going, oh yeah, I've been thinking about that. I want to do that and talking to people who are open to talking because you got to make sure you know the person's in the right space to 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 talk to and stuff like that yeah. And um, watching, talking to people, and going, oh, I like this. I don't like that. Oh, oh, that's how you do that safely. Okay, it's just amazing place for to, for education. Yeah. Um. So, and then there was um, an event, at Oasis, uh strip striptease event. Yeah. And I participated in some of those. Um, I came in like second place, and one I came in first place, and I was like. When I came in the first place, I was shocked. <laughs> I was like, me? You know? <laughs> I was first place in this competition. It was so much fun. And that's when I knew that I needed to pursue this uh, burlesque thing. Yeah. Uh, take it more seriously.
1: Yeah, um, you won. I mean, yeah. if that's going to give you any indication. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All your friends telling you you should get into it, but winning a competition is a whole nother thing, you know? <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Irrefutable. <laughs> for sure, for sure. And um, and a lot of people, it was their first time. Yeah, yeah it was called a- Amateur Striptease. Yeah, yeah. And it was their first time, and um, just seeing them go up on the stage, and... And you know, shaking that thing and, yes. and and feeling so much better after doing it, it was great. So that actually helped me a lot. Um, into making my decision about dancing for sure. Yeah.
1: I I have to say I have a lovely memory, um, of you. You may not you probably won't remember this, but um I was um, just getting like my, uh, getting an STD panel done, STI panel done just down the yes. street at the Hustle Free. Um, and, uh, I think I took a number and they're like, yeah, it'll be like an hour or something. So I decided yeah. to just go, cause it's very close to Oasis, I decided oh. to go, mm-hmm. go on the deck and just, you know, suntan a little bit <laughs> in between <laughs> <laughs> waiting okay. for my waiting for my appointment, you know, to go back. Um, and I sat next to you. Um, and you were doing your nails, I think.
0: <laughs> yes, that's <really> <laughs> For sure.
1: And I think that was the first time that I actually sat um, and, like, had a conversation with you, you know. And it was just a light chit-chatty conversation. You know, I was there for maybe 45 minutes total. And um, we're just chilling next to each other on the, naked on the deck of the pool, you know. Um, yes. <laughs> and, I, and I just had such a lovely... Um, just a lovely feeling from that um Aww, and, and I carry that with me I don't I don't I honestly can't even remember what the hell we talked about probably not <laughs> not much you know but I just um was like oh I have a good life don't I you know yeah, right this sex positive community is I'm, I'm just so happy I'm here you know I think that's what I kind of took away from that
0: mm-hmm yeah mm-hmm.
1: But aren't the uh, amateur striptease nights fabulous? To see people doing stuff like this for the first time or with, like, only very little experience. Isn't it amazing? You can actually see the elation, the transformation. Like, you can see how impactful it is for these performers to be in a room, a bunch of people hooting and hollering at them, (laughs) you know, and them just being unabashedly themselves in their bodies and receiving it, all this yeah. positive feedback surrounding it. Isn't it fantastic, those events? It's like heartwarming. <laughs> it really <laughs> it, is. It's like, wonderful.
0: It's
1: like yeah. tears when I see stuff like that. I'm like, oh, I'm not really? crying, you're, you're crying, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I'm 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 a
0: Pisces, so you know, very sensitive. But I have the Aries moon. Still, yeah. (laughs) It's dangerous. (laughs) Dangerous combination.
1: Yes. Yes. (laughs) I love that. Okay, at this point, um, I'm gonna launch into a break, and then we will come right back with burlesque dancer Mocha Love. Let's take a moment to talk about our lovely sponsors, shall we? First of all, Oasis Aqua Lounge is a water-themed sex club located right here in Toronto at 231 Mutual Street. Oasis is inclusive of all genders and orientations and is shame-free when it comes to pleasure and play. Check them out at their website, oasisaqualounge.com. ComeAsYouAre.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at ComeAsYouAre.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. We are here, of course, for round two with burlesque dancer Mocha Love. Hi Mocha. Hello. Hello, hello. What I want to know, what I'm curious about, since we talked about like amateur strip night and watching people do this for the first time, I want to know what it was like for you for the first time. What was going on internally? What was happening externally? Let me have it.
0: Ooh, okay. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> I I am an anxious person but um for some reason when I get on the stage I totally kind of transform. so um I almost blank out when I'm on stage. Yeah, like black out. Yeah. <laughs> I almost do. And um so I heard the music and I started moving and I I I heard the cheering and I just I don't know I I feed off the crowd. Yeah. So I just I just go with the flow, <laughs> and, um, and the crowd's so amazing. They're just <laughs> very supportive. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I make sure I have a good time, and, and I I try to to bring them with me. Yeah. And um, but yeah, I'm, I'm always like, super nervous before I perform, um, and as soon as I start seeing the people and then start connecting, it kind of fades away.
1: I hear you. Yeah. I also get a bit mm-hmm. a bit of anxiety, um, you know, before a number or before I host a show or something like that. But I'm the same way. as when I'm on stage, I' not thinking, you know. Yeah. I'm I I am just in in the moment, you know.
0: Yeah, you're just on. You're performing. I'm,
1: yeah, acting, reacting.
0: Yeah. All that kind
1: and- of stuff. Enjoying.
0: And then it's over.
1: <laughs> and then it's over. And then you're like, what
0: happened?
1: <laughs> uh-huh. Pretty much. Pretty
0: much. It's like, okay, I got this off. All right, yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: What yeah. do you think, like, are some of the important elements of burlesque? Because I think a lot of people might think, you know, you have to be, have dance experience. You know, you have to be good at dance. You have to have expensive costumes and I really don't think it's about either of those things I want to right. hear from you what, what do you think burlesque is really about
0: um, for me I would say it's about telling a story
1: yes yes
0: right. you're telling a down. story you're painting a picture so you don't have to be a great dancer or even a good one mm-hmm. um, lessons help for sure because um, not all, not all burlesque dancers really dance. Some of them mm-hmm. just perform, right? You know, having a musicality definitely helps. Yep. Um, you know, knowing when to do a reveal or do a certain move that helps. But you don't have to be a great dancer. Actually, I, I have fibromyalgia. I have mobility issues now. <laughs> Probably from all the dancing I used to do. <laughs> no, <laughs> all that's not those why. Clubbing years. <laughs> I can't be that it's a kid, but no, I I do have some mobility issues. So um, for me, it's like yeah, I can dance for ten minutes, five minutes, ten minutes, and I can recover for two or three days, right? So I focused on what I could do. So I've even done, uh, I've even uh, performed like sitting down on stairs or on a chair. So you need to. Telling a story, you need to connect with the audience. It's huge.
1: Yes, I fuck, um, sometimes I fuck everyone. yeah, yeah, right? The whole room, yeah.
0: Absolutely. You you gotta make them think you're dancing for them.
1: Oh yes, exactly. Right, exactly that.
0: So even if so even if it's just you focus on one person or two people and you give it to them, yeah, you know um sometimes that helps them i guess when you become more experienced and and more comfortable you can you can dance for everybody right um yeah so focus on you know on the audience um,
1: I like that too like you can pick mm-hmm. just one person and then yeah. for the other people in the room it's like they're witnessing this intimate mm-hmm. moment between you and that one chosen yeah. audience member <laughs> so that's fun too to do you know mm-hmm. either do the whole room or just choose someone it's like yeah. both are really interesting choices
0: right so yeah. I mean if it helps you can have a friend here and say hey can you, can you stay here so I can dance around you or there something? you go right? have
1: a plant yeah. yes
0: <laughs> um, also, uh, planning, um, sometimes I do spontaneous stuff mm-hmm, and I, I can get away with it, but um, if I'm doing a show, I definitely have like a plan of what I'm doing, when I'm doing it, and then there's a little bit of leeway in between, but um, because I'm more of a storyteller burlesker, um, I'm trying to have a message. So. You know, this is when I pull out my flag, or this is when I undo my bra, or, you know. Um, because I have the musical training, I know when I can do what and not get lost, usually, right? Mm-hmm. Have moments, um, planned yeah. moments. Yeah. Now, as for costumes, it can cost very, it can cost a lot, but some of the best acts I've seen cost very little. Yeah. Right? Um. You can I, I I do thrifting or I used to do thrifting. And, <laughs> you know, hopefully I can do it again mm. um, uh, before COVID. I do thrifting, I crafting. I you could crafting. get real crafty. Yeah, I've You're actually uh, yeah i bought some like little literary stuff from from the dollar store and I sewed it onto my my stuff because I have I can do basic sewing. Yeah. Um, you can uh, you can use stickers on stuff. You can. Um, Makeup helps a lot. Wigs. Um, right now, the dolls. Well, right now, at the time I'm recording this, is like close to you know Halloween's coming up. That's the best time to get stuff <laughs> um, in the stores. Like it's like my, my Christmas. It's Halloween. I, I grab as much stuff as I can that I can use for the whole year or beyond.
1: Hundred <laughs> percent. Very right.
0: smart. Yep. Um, I, they have great hats. They got ties. They got uh, fishnet stuff. Um, really cheap, right? Yes. So, um, I'm always looking for stuff. Um, also, uh, sometimes if you find stuff in a certain color, you can just keep going with that and just keep building on that.
1: Yeah, I do color themes yeah quite
0: often and Mm -hmm. then you
1: can use that color theme costume that you've created for multiple numbers you know absolutely you're not necessarily spending money on one costume for one song reuse reduce recycle
0: (laughs) yeah for sure and like some of my favorite artists they have only like maybe about four outfits that they use for their signature acts so you don't have to have a ton of costumes If you want to spend some money, get someone to make a few, like, two or three costumes, and that will do you for a long time. Yeah,
1: yeah, Yeah. I agree. I think it's Mm -hmm. a lot more accessible than people realize. Not only price point accessible, but also disability accessible as Mm -hmm. well. Like you mentioned, you know, you can perform sitting down if you want to on Mm -hmm. stairs, and you can make it really creative that way, and that... I don't think I don't think people would realize that necessarily about burlesque, but I know a lot of disabled burlesquers.
0: Yes, yes, I found it's one of it's definitely one of the more accessible um, professions to get into, depending on the venue, of course. Yeah, yeah. I've seen people yeah on chairs. I've seen people do acts like almost all lying down, um, you know, sitting down. So you don't have to be. You don't have creative. To skip, skip a rope, bird. You know?
1: Yeah. <laughs> double you can. dutch. Yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> Although that's a fun routine. <laughs> yeah. A double dutch for less routine. Again, uh, all sorts right? of ideas.
0: <laughs> no, no, you're getting my mind going now.
1: <laughs> Where do you get your ideas for numbers? Like, what's your creative process?
0: Um, for me, it usually starts with the music. Yeah. Because I'm always listening to music on Spotify iTunes etc um, I usually if I come across a song that I really like I put it in my list this is the the maybe list right so I have this I guess a short list of songs that I might use in the future and um
1: I can't remember who I was talking to forever ago. I was, um, interviewing a burlesker like a forever ago, maybe five years ago. And they, they said that the last thing they do is, is music is choose the music. Yeah. It's different with
0: people, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. People's processes are really interesting to me.
0: Yeah. The music inspires me a lot. And then, um, so it's usually the first for me. Um, the theme sometimes it has to do with current events, what's going on. My first act was actually about um, my experience with bullying, and that one that had people crying. I was like, oh my goodness, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it is so relatable, so relatable. So I, I'm actually going to work, uh, keep perfecting that act, and yeah. probably add another song to it, and and, and you know keep presenting it. Um, yeah, usually my life experiences. Um, I have. I believe you got to have a notebook or something on your phone where you just put your inspirations down. I got to do that or I'm going to forget. <laughs> so I have little notes down. Oh, this would be good for an act. This would be good for an act. Um, so I'm, I'm constantly like sourcing stuff and uh, putting things down. Yeah. Um, so that when someone says, hey, we got a show, I already have some, some ideas down already.
1: Yes. You don't have to. Yeah, <laughs> and that happens to me. <laughs> yeah. And um, what comes next after music usually? Choreography? Costume?
0: The story? Music. Costume is big for me. Yeah, is it? Like getting things together. I need to have my stuff together.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to have
0: my stuff. I have to find my stuff, and then yeah, I so usually have all my stuff together that I may or may not use. So I'm looking at it so I know. Okay, I'm gonna use this, use this, use that, and then I play the music over and over again, try to figure it out, and then uh, the costume and the story kind of is very closely related like, how I plan stuff, too, so. This
1: sounds very thoughtful for you, like, you mentioned, like, a message a lot. I don't think mm-hmm. that's necessarily a lot of uh, what people create in the burlesque community. No. I've, cer- I've certainly seen it a bunch, but I don't think yeah. that's the norm by any means, to come with a message.
0: Yeah, that's not that's not for everyone. Like, some, some artists do it, they just want to dance, they just want to...
1: Do a fun little
0: number, Yeah, and that's great. And that's great. Um, And I've seen some amazing acts like that. Yeah, yeah, with me, it seems like a lot of things that I do, there's always activism behind it. Yeah. So I think that's kind of what I want to be known for, uh, having a message with my art.
1: What kind of things um, do you typically, like what themes kind of often come up in your art?
0: Um, definitely body positivity, yeah. um, acceptance of yourself, yeah, standing up for yourself. That it, everyone, everyone can and, and and should be able to feel uh, confident and sexy. Yeah. Um, and then myself as a, a as a black person, I'm also queer. I don't think I mentioned that, but <laughs> I'm also queer. Um, I do have themes um, like that too. Like I I tend to pull out. Pull out my pride flag during a performance. Yeah, yes. that's that's always a crowd pleaser. Um, yes. <laughs> and sometimes, like my island flags, like my my father was from Guyana and my mom is from Saint Kitts, so um, you know, definitely a little island flavor in there too. Yeah. Yeah, there's always a little something. I, I want people to learn something from what I do, and if they're just entertained, that's okay too. <laughs> yeah. But I find somebody always picks up picks up little the little messages that I'm I'm trying to send. Yeah.
1: Yeah, if you can just reach one person in a room, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like you've done your job. The rest can just be entertained on another level. But For if sure. you if somebody picks up on these deeper implications of your work, these these themes, then you've done your job, I feel like. Yeah, it's cool, right? Yeah. And yep. can you talk about um, this self-expression portion of like you de- you using messages throughout your art? Is that important to you as well?
0: It helps. For me, it's about um, letting people know they're not alone and that someone else can relate to their experience, uh, whatever that might be. Um, For some, it's like coming out. um, When I pull out the pride flag, um, that it's okay to be who you are. it's okay to be sexy and mature, <laughs> you know? Because, you know, when we get to a certain age, people want to put us on a shelf. And I'm like, no, 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 you're not putting me on a shelf. <laughs> I'm going to be shiny <laughs> and shown off <laughs> as long as you possibly can, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be one of those old ladies that, you know, just, you, you can't, doesn't quit. <laughs> For sure.
1: <laughs> and for you, like, is that just reinforcing that positive self-talk for yourself? Yeah. You know, performing sure. with those messages? Yes. Reminding yourself, telling yourself as much as you're telling, trying to reach those people in the audience that pick up on it. You know what I mean? Trying to reach yes. yourself in the same way.
0: Yeah. Because we're all at different stages of that, right? So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's for myself as well.
1: Did you ever have a moment where you were watching a burlesque and felt that like felt their message?
0: Oh yes. <laughs> so many. Oh yes. So <laughs> many. Oh, they're they're my heroes <laughs> for sure. Um, gosh, like going to shows. I remember one year. I mean, I'm new in the burlesque game, and I went to the burlesque festival. I went like a, a couple days. Yeah. And just act after act after act. I was like, yes, 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 <laughs> best thing ever. You know, um, gosh, they all inspire me in so many different ways. I follow quite a few of them too. Yeah, that's um, amazing. Their social media—it's—it's it's just life affirming. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and they're all so different. I love that. It's a diverse you know? community. Yeah, their personalities are so different. They represent different things. It's beautiful.
1: What kinds of things did you have you learned from some of your favorites?
0: That you don't have to change who you are to be doing burlesque. You can you can totally represent yourself. Well, I was trained by by Belle Janelle. Okay. Gotta give a, gotta give a shout out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing! Amazing! Just a lot of pieces. Um, is Lee really is one of my Zaira is, really is one of my. Favorites. Yes.
1: Love same, her. Same. I love that. Yeah,
0: she's amazing, and I love that she represents um, uh, the island of Jamaica. She represents Caribbean, and I can relate to that very, very much. And it's like looking at a younger version of myself. A younger. <laughs> Much more improved version of myself, <laughs> but you know I'm like yes, good little sister, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. And um, there's gosh, there's so many, there's so many. Can even, um, um, Aggie. Yes. I
1: you mentioned. Um, I Aggie to Aggie's cause. They helped me a
0: lot. Actually, they they helped me. They had some some uh, outfits and stuff that they didn't need anymore, didn't fit them, and so they they supplied me with like, quite a few pieces um and support and i'm so glad i was able to hang out with them before the pandemic and uh yes
1: yeah, speaking of disabled burleskers Peggy yeah, Panda yeah. yeah
0: yeah and um I, I i showed them my first act and everything i was i was so excited you know so I knew they were they're so excited for me too so um i watched some of their uh performances uh, their previous performances so that helped me a lot um I, I can I can definitely relate to them um also being disabled and uh you know similar body type and stuff like that so yeah. um they, they helped me a lot and uh, uh Marquis hmm. I actually met them a, a few years ago doing the photo shoot with the mannequins mm-hmm. um the photographer Julia Blisado, and um. Then they moved to they moved to Toronto, <laughs> and all of a sudden she's here, <laughs> right? <laughs> so we were able to hang out um, also before the pandemic, and and um, very supportive person as well, yeah. I and mean, great performer. I've seen some of sh- some of her shows, and uh, she's fabulous. So yeah, I'm surrounded by a lot of inspirational folks
1: when people think of burlesque you know unless you're like in the immersed in your local community I don't think people necessarily realize really the diversity Mm -hmm. um yeah within it and um I I would say more often than not you know you're getting bodies that are not your typical Mm -hmm. white fit able-bodied um, you know, just expensive costume
0: Yeah, like the, it's not all the quote-unquote dancer types
1: Yeah, it's more you know, uh, more often everything. than not It's, it's um, bodies that haven't been traditionally accepted uh, mm-hmm. as beauty standards But in yes. our local burlesque communities, they are the standard They are the beauty standard Like they are the the, like the role models, you know, the burlesque veterans, the burlesque moms and dads, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, to two other people coming up are are people that are not that typical Mm -hmm. norm that people might think of. So I love I love that you're bringing up all these lovely community members that helped you along the way and that inspire you and, you know, that are performing right alongside you. We're very rich,
0: aren't we? Yes, I was. It was quite eye opening and and encouraging for me to see that the diversity, especially in the Toronto community, is incredible. Yeah, it's it's quite impressive. Yeah.
1: Not to mention, like, oh my god, like, non-binary performers, like, Mm -hmm. circus, you know, performer crossovers and drag, um, crossovers, and oh my god, everything. Yeah, it's it's just vibrant. Are you looking forward to getting back to in-person
0: burlesque? (gasps) Yes. I know, I know. Yes. I only did about three shows, um, in person. I just did my... I just finished the burlesque class in 2019. Oh, God. Was, yeah. So I did three shows. I was um, very lucky to have done three. Yeah. I just did a, um, a virtual show um, recently. And... Um, I have opportunities to do more virtual shows, but wow, do I ever miss in person.
1: Uh, <laughs> it's not the same. Yeah. It's not the
0: same. It's
1: nice that we've got this online platform, but oh man, is it not the same. Oh, it's,
0: it's incredible in person. Yeah. yeah,
1: especially when you're talking about feeding off of the audience. Mm-hmm. It's so important in burlesque. Oh, I that. Yeah. Oh, and the audience, just the ability for the audience to connect with you right back, you know, with the hooting yeah. and the hollering and... Um, Oh, oh. It's amazing. Yeah, it's so good.
0: I'm looking forward to that whenever it happens.
1: Yes, knock on wood, hopefully soon. Yeah. Doing it. (laughs) 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 So, Mocha, we are arriving near the end of the pod. Um, I always like to just ask people, you know, is there anything that we uh, might end on as far as Um, One final kind of message to listeners, if you have one, or something that you wanted to reiterate
0: before Um, we go. Okay, I would say if there's something you always wanted to do, don't wait too long before you do it. (laughs) Yeah. Don't wait too long. I was I'm I'm very lucky that I was able to get to do a lot of the things that I wanted to do finally but that was after my children grew up <laughs> and I was older and when like, my body's not doing all the things it used to do right? Yeah. so get out there and, and, and do it <laughs> you know um, yeah you, you don't have to the whole world doesn't have to know if that keeps you safer but find some places where you can express yourself and do the things that you've always wanted to do and yeah don't wait
1: <laughs> Yeah, that's but, like the number one thing Uh, feedback I have from new clients of mine who are, you know, who have had these fantasies and these desires and never been able to explore them. So they book me and it's the first time they've done it. And they're like, why did I wait so long? You know, and it's not that easy, of course, to just do it. There's a lot of reasons we don't just do it. But oh boy, if you can start to start that process in any way, doing the work, the self-work, all that stuff do it man
0: yeah for sure
1: is there anywhere where you would like people to find and follow you or where can we tune in to see when and where you might be doing virtual burlesque or hopefully knock on wood in person burlesque in the future
0: (laughs) okay so i try to make it easy for for my followers um i can be found on twitter and on instagram Um, at Mocha Love, T-O, so M-O-C-H-A-L-O-V-E-T-O, like Toronto. Mocha Um, Love, T-O. Yeah, I was able to get those on social media. (laughs) So that's where you can find me. Sometimes it's open, sometimes it's closed, but, you know, you can send me a message if it's closed, and, you know, we'll see if I'll let you in. I'll check i'll check out your profile first but yeah that's where you can find me and um and if, when i have any shows that's where i'll be posting it for sure
1: fabulous for myself folks you better know where to follow me by now on twitter i'm at the lady one on instagram where i'm at the lady one and then also at the bedpost podcast i have a patreon the bedpost show i have a youtube channel the bedpost show If you want to email me about anything podcast related you can do so at thebedpostsexshow at gmail.com or if it's domination related or kink related you can email me at ladypim at protonmail.com lastly i always like to shout out the lovely lady that does all the original music for my podcast her name is stephanie copeland and you can find out more about her at stephcopelandmusic.com mocha love this has been such a lovely conversation thank you so so much for taking the time to talk to me today Thank you. It's been great. It has been. And I hope everyone enjoyed it. We'll see you next week with another fun and sexy person here in the studio. Talk about sex and sexuality on the Bed Post podcast. Get fucked, everybody. Bye!
0: (laughs) This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar!